talking about some hot stove, baby, tonight. I want some hot stove, baby, this evening. Gotta have some hot stove. Gotta have some hot... Wait, what? Mario's looking at me. What? What is it? You're, you're trying to tell me that Donna Summer didn't write the original lyrics to Hot Stuff was really Hot Stove. You're saying that's false. He's, he's, he's giving me a weird look like, dude, what are you, crazy? I, you know, you look that up. Mario, go look that up because I am like 99.9% sure that Donna Summer was a huge baseball fan and she originally wanted to do Hot Stuff as Hot Stove, okay? So you look that up, you get back to me, and if you think that I am correct on this, you could always write in to me at yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com, yankeecrazypodcast on Instagram, and yankeecrazypod on Twitter, all right? So we'll, we'll fact check that here and see, but I'm pretty sure that it was. And if it wasn't, she should have. She should have written that for Major League Baseball hot stove because the hot stove is in full effect right now and turns out that nasty Nate Evaldi is going back to the Red Sox, which makes sense for them um, and for him. You know, that guy was, he was money last year. And I really thought Yankees should have made it. And maybe they did. I think that maybe they did make a try for him. I'm sure Brian Cashman was was reaching out because that guy could handle the Bronx. And do you remember that? I think it was 2015. I'm not sure about that uh, year. But when they had Nate Avaldi, and he had a streak. He had some crazy streak of no losses. So it was all wins or no decisions from like... July to August into September maybe and then he got hurt so that was unfortunate because that if I'm correct that was the year that the Yankees played the Astros in the wild card and were just pathetic they lost to Dallas Keuchel and if I'm correct if that year is correct if they had Nathan Avaldi, I think they could have beaten the Astros and gone on pretty far. They could have gotten deep in the playoffs that year. Anyway, another case of the what ifs, but another what if is that Nathan Avaldi won't be on the Yankees for 2019 and we'll have to wonder if he was, but We'll see what he does with the Red Sox with a full year. Uh, the guy's only 28, I read yesterday. So, obviously, got a lot of years of quality pitching from him if he can stay healthy. All right, so that's that's all I've seen so far on the hot stove. You know, a lot of t- talk still going on about Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. You know, a lot of good arguments for both sides, getting both of them, getting one of them, getting none of them, you know, that's what's so great about sports is that everybody's got an opinion, right? It is awesome. And speaking of opinions, 
I wanted to talk about Yankee announcers. And through the years, I have obviously listened to a lot of them. And in some way, I like them all or even love them. Like, I would have to say my favorite Yankee announcer of all time is Phil Rizzuto. (laughs) That's right. Phil Rizzuto. If you've never heard him, if you're too young to uh, have heard Phil Rizzuto back in the day, he was the best. And Billy Crystal, uh, I'm pretty sure it was him, did a really great stand-up skit about Phil Rizzuto. Um, Billy Crystal, big Yankee fan. Um, Maybe he'll come on the podcast one day. I could interview him. That would be awesome. Make him do his uh, Phil Rizzuto impression. And um, Phil Rizzuto was not only a great player, he was a phenomenal Yankee, Hall of Famer. And in the booth, he was just so funny. He would he would just crack me up. He would, um, you know, talk about people's birthdays. And I, I'm going to have to, I should just interview um, my brother Raj about this one because we were both really big Rizzuto fans. And he used to do, I think, an impression himself of... Um, Phil Rizzuto, and he would be, he'd be like, hey, and you know what, White, he'd be on with Bill White, Bill White was awesome too, love that dude, and he'd be like, hey, White, you know whose birthday it is today, <laughs> it's Sally in Tampa's birthday, I want to wish her a great 86th birthday, and oh man, he's so funny, and then Phil Rizzuto would leave in like, I don't know, like seventh inning maybe, something like that, and Oh man, I think Billy Crystal does something about that. How he he'd be he would he did like a a, a takeoff on that, and he was like, "Hey, wait, I'm <laughs> I'm on the Deegan right now, <laughs> and I heard the Yankees just scored <laughs> something like that." It was so funny. He was the best. Loved Phil Rizzuto, and I say a lot. You, I don't know if I, I'm not sure if I've said it a lot on here. Probably not, but in Every day, I always am a big holy cow person. I'm like, holy cow, that's... And I got that from the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. And you know what? I think this is podcast number 10. And didn't didn't the scooter wear number 10? Wow, fitting that, that all goes together. Right? Didn't he wear 10? Mario, look that up. Come on, dude. Get on it. Thank you. (laughs) Um... But anyway, Phil Rizzuto, class act, and do you remember on Phil Rizzuto Day at the stadium, they actually brought a cow out, and they might have even put a halo on the cow for holy cow, and I think the cow stepped on Phil Rizzuto's foot, if I'm not mistaken, and I think he went on the broadcast and talked about that. And, oh, you know, speaking of Phil, Phil Rizzuto and my brother Raj, he met him at um, a playoff game. And I think it was the 78 series, if I'm not mistaken. And I have to, he was there with my uncle. And my uncle, big Yankee fan, took my brother to that game. And I guess the story goes, I should have him on and interview him. 
and, and uh, both of those guys and talk about that experience. Because from what I can remember, I remember, I think I was with my aunt at their apartment in the Bronx watching the game. And they came back, or the next day I heard, and they were going up one of the escalators. I think they, I think they had like good seats and they maybe even were in... Um, uh, was it Yankee Clubhouse uh, restaurant? Maybe they had passes to something like that. So it was like not like Phil was just like walking around outside. They they had some like VIP treatment, and Phil was like about to go up the escalator or something like that. And they run into him, and my uncle, I guess, goes, "Hey, Phil!" <laughs> like he was a long lost friend, and he like shakes his hand. I guess Phil was just super cool to them. Um, so that's, that's an awesome story. We'd love to get them on to actually talk about that. But Bill White is up next, and he was with the scooter. On, you know, he was, he was the, the play-by-play guy, I guess you could say. And uh, the scooter gave color commentary. And was anybody else in the booth with them? I'm not sure. I think it was just those two. I'm sure they had other guys um, in, but I can't remember um, exactly. But I just remember Phil Rizzuto, Bill White, and he would call him White, and and Bill White would just, I think he would start cracking up at all of Phil Rizzuto's uh, funny, funny stuff that he would come up with. And him, just him calling him White. I said, oh, that is another thing that cracked me up. Hey, White! White, listen. <laughs> oh, man. Phil Rizzuto, Bill White. What a combo. All right. Then, who else is there? Well, let's go next to one of my all-time favorite announcers, Michael Kay. Michael Kay is, he is a sensational announcer. And I wish, like he always says on his show, and if you don't listen to his show, he's on... ESPN uh, Radio New York every afternoon, and you can get it online as well, which is how I usually listen to it, and he's awesome. He is an awesome um, radio personality and TV personality with the Yankees. He's, he's just unbelievable announcer. His calls are fantastic, and he's got the Sia, the Sia call, which is just a classic. It's, it's really awesome. Love Michael K. I actually know a girl who used to uh, be his, uh, his hair cutter, his, um, his uh, uh, maybe I should say hairstylist, because she's, she's not just a hair cutter. She's a stylist. She's an artist. So she used to cut his hair, and she, would, she told me that, and I'm like, no way. Oh, my goodness. So one day she cut his hair, and, 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 and got him to sign one of those little envelopes. You know those little tip envelopes? It's like a tiny manila envelope that um, hairstylists and, I, and barbers use. Or maybe barbers don't because you go to the barber, you just like hand the dude money, right? Old school. You don't like put it into a, 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 an envelope. Anyway, if you know those little envelopes, they put the tip in them. And so she got some of his hair that he cut, put it into this little manila envelope, and Michael K. wrote a message and autographed it for me. 
and it said something like, uh, Dear Greg, I hear you're a hair-raising fan. Get it? Hair. Hair-raising. <laughs> um, and I still have that. It's so awesome. And I'm going to have to post a picture of that. Um, it's it's like, it's, it's one of my prized possessions. I have parts of Michael K. <laughs> and if something happens to him, um, maybe we can clone Michael K. You know, I, I hope nothing happens to, to Michael K. I hope he has a super long career. Love that guy. And with Michael K., I think nowadays, uh, you know, you can talk about all the Yankee greats who are on there now with him, like David Cohn and Paul O'Neill, Flash Flaherty, uh, Kenny Singleton, all great guys on those broadcasts. Um, Ken Singleton signed on, yes, for another year. He was going to retire, but he is coming back. I think he's doing a limited series of games. But he's awesome. I love Ken Singleton. He's, he's just such a cool guy. Has great stories about playing with, you know, Eddie Murray and Cal Ripken and Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver stories are hysterical. If you guys don't remember Earl Weaver or didn't ever get to see him, you should YouTube uh, Earl Weaver and see some of his antics. He was he was wild. That guy was great. He was fiery. And speaking of fiery, Paul O'Neill, who I was talking about yesterday on the podcast, um, he's another. He's such a great announcer. He talks, I think, more about food, <laughs> the game, than the the actual game. He cracks me up, always looking for some food. Michael Kay and he go back and forth with that, and it's it's really funny. I really enjoy that. I wish Paul O'Neill would do more games. I'm not sure the amount he does, but a limited run. He is awesome, but seriously, he does talk a lot about baseball, and he um, is super knowledgeable guy and adds a lot to the uh, to the broadcast, and so does David Cohn. David Cohn is super smart guy. I you know the way he talks about baseball is pretty amazing. I, I, some of his insights and analysis on the game are just top notch. And last year, he had said something about um, that he would love to have an opportunity to interview for the Yankees managerial position and he would have been a great choice too I think um you know I do like Aaron Boone so don't get me wrong uh that I want a different manager but David Cohn smart guy awesome baseball guy and I think he could be a really good manager someday so we'll see if that ever comes to fruition whether with the Yankees or I don't know. Maybe maybe someone else would take a chance on him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And Flash Flaherty, he is a great guy, too. I, I really like him. He is pretty funny. Um, and he's super, another super smart guy. And, you know, being an ex-catcher, they say being a catcher is... 
don't they say that's like the, the smartest position on the field? I think they say that because you're involved with every play. He would probably be a great manager too. But for now, those guys are just awesome broadcasters and love listening to them. And the other people on the Yankees, yes, broadcasts, um, uh, what's, what's her name? Marakovich. Um, uh, Meredith. Meredith Marakovich. She is great. She is so awesome on field getting interviews after the game. And you see the one with, um, who is it? Uh, someone hit a walk-off last year, and she was interviewing them. And I guess Dee Dee's thing became throwing gum on the guy who was getting uh, interviewed. He would take the whole box of gum that was in the dugout, and he would chuck it, and it hit um, Meredith Morakovich, and um, she was... Uh, she had some funny uh, tweets, and maybe on Instagram she had something else about uh, Dee Dee getting hit by the gum. So she's awesome. Really enjoy her coverage on Yankee games. And then you go back into the studio, and there is um, Jack Curry. Jack Curry is really awesome. Love that dude, too. And Bob Lorenz, another amazing broadcaster. Those guys, uh, you know, bring so much. Jack Curry is, he is like such a source on everything, baseball and Yankees. And if you follow him on Twitter, he posts a lot about music, or he was at one point. Um, and big music guy, so that's always cool to mix it up. Um, which I eventually will do. I mixed up a little bit with um, yesterday with my favorite band, Pearl Jam. So maybe we'll have some some more of that. I'll, I'll tie that in. And getting back to Bob Lorenz, he is is really um, you know he just comes across as a super likable guy um, and just a, a, a great uh, anchor to that whole um, broadcasting team. So those are the TV guys. And, oh, you know what? Let's not forget. Let me think back. Let's not just go over those those middle people. But Bobby Mercer, oh, man, RIP Bobby Mercer. That guy, another sensational Yankee. It's too bad that he never got a World Series ring with the Yankees. But he was awesome, awesome player. And... I, you know, as a as a broadcaster, he was really, really good. He was he was another guy who was really insightful and had those old time stories that he could bring to the table on broadcast. So, Bobby Mercer, legend, love that dude. Unfortunately, passed away from cancer, um, but oh, he one of the tops, one of the best. Um, and besides that, let's see who else is in there. Who I'm probably forgetting some people, maybe in the '90s. But you know, write into me. Tell me who your favorite broadcaster is, out of all of them. TV side, we haven't gotten to radio yet. But another person who I never knew was a Yankee announcer um, was Mel Allen, and Mel Allen was like old, old school announcer. And I only knew Mel Allen as a kid from This Week in Baseball, which, oh, man, did I love that show. 
Do you remember This Week in Baseball? I think they still have a version of it on now, but it's not... I remember trying to watch it and was like, eh, really not into it. But Mel Allen was the narrator on This Week in Baseball, and it was so great. It was... He was amazing. I wish I would have heard him as a Yankee announcer. And he used to say, holy cow. So I wonder if Phil Rizzuto got holy cow from Mel Allen, because I always thought Phil Rizzuto was the originator of holy cow. Um, and did, did, the, did the Cubs announcer, was he another guy who said holy cow? I don't know. I'm just thinking of that. Harry, um, Harry Carey, not sure about that, but Mel Allen, another classic Yankee announcer who I wish I would have gotten to hear. That's all the ones I can think of. I'm probably blanking on somebody else. Um, Fran Healy. Was Fran Healy an announcer for the Yankees? Fran Healy from the, I think he played on the 78 team. Um, Maybe 77. I don't know. Um, But then he went to the Mets, didn't he? And maybe he did radio. So let's skip over to radio. And, you know, the, the combination of John Sterling and Susan Waldman on the radio are, they, they are awesome, and it's, they, they can be really funny, um, I think. For, my mom loves Susan Waldman. She's like a big Susan Waldman fan, and I think she likes John Sterling too, but Susan Waldman, Waldman is her girl. She, she, <laughs> she loves her. Susan Waldman's got that great, she has that that. I think it's Bronx accent. It's it's awesome. Um, and John Sterling, um, you know, I've listened to a couple of games with with my wife Susanna, and she <laughs> John Sterling gets on her nerves. He, you know, because he'll like start pontificating and be like, "Well, this and that," and she will go and Susanna will do a um, impersonation of him. And it'll sound something like this. She'll try and do his voice and she'll say, Well, back in my day, I invented baseball. (laughs) Did you know that, Susan? (laughs) She does. I should get her on the podcast to um, do her John Sterling impersonation. Um, It's funny. It it puts me into tears. Um, And then she'll say, um, Susanna will be like, She be like how she'll get mad at him that he ignores Susan like Susan will go okay so John I talked to uh Aaron Boone yesterday and he said that Tanaka's feeling fine and he's gonna make his next start and it's three two count here and (laughs) he just like goes on with the game and and doesn't even uh, acknowledge Susan, and sometimes he does, but sometimes it's like uh, a batter later. He'll like uh, be like, "Well, Susan, uh, interesting that you say that about uh, Tanaka making his next star." <laughs> but sometimes it's just like, "Dude, is he in his own world?" But pretty funny, pretty funny. I got to I got to meet John Sterling really briefly at a Joe Torre. Um, uh, speech, I guess. Joe Torrey was doing this presentation. Uh, I don't know about presentation. It was like, an, I think someone interviewed him. It was on a stage. It was on, um, it's on the west side somewhere. Um, 
at uh, whatever it was, some sort of a center. And I think I think we saw uh, Natalie Merchant do an acoustic show there once too. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> As always, going off on a tangent. But John Sterling, classic, classic guy, and he used to do the. He used to be in the booth with Charlie Steiner, and Charlie Steiner. Um, Right? Wasn't Charlie Steiner doing radio with him uh, before he went to the Dodgers? It was after after ESPN, and then he did... I'm almost positive. Mario, Google that for me. But Charlie Steiner was another guy who was, was funny and, you know, similar voice to um, John Sterling. So maybe those guys clashed and they had said, all right, we got to go in a different direction and brought in Susan Wallman. So, those are the those are the broadcasters um, that I can think of. Although, oh wait, know what? When the Yankees were on MSG before uh, the Yes Network, Al Troutwig, right? Al Troutwig did the did the Yankee games, and he was another really great announcer. That dude was good. He was he was really um, you know he had that classic. Uh, sportscasters uh, announcing voice and really solid announcer. I'm trying to think who else was in those MSG years. I'm probably blanking on somebody who is really good. So I apologize. So that's it, guys. As I said, write into me, call into me, let me know who your announcers, your all time announcers were. Um, and let's have a dialogue about it. Maybe I'll do another show. Um, like I said, I got I to gotta interview my uncle about Phil Rizzuto and my brother about Phil Rizzuto. Both guys can come up with some stories, I'm sure, and um, the, the story that they met him and stories that they remember of Rizzuto and maybe do a little impersonation um, in the meantime until uh, Billy Crystal comes on the podcast. <laughs> Billy, if you're out there, get in touch with me. Yankee, Yankee Crazy Podcast at gmail.com. Yankee Crazy Podcast on Instagram. And Yankee Crazy Pod on Twitter. I'm gonna, I guess I have to make a Facebook page too. Um, since there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Yankee fan pages out there. So maybe I should get on there and um, start a group. Something like that. All right, guys, stay tuned for my sponsor. All right, give them a, give them a, a, a it's only like a minute and a half, I think. Um, just listen to it because we got to pay the bills around here, right? You want to keep Yankee Crazy Podcast going. So listen to this message from my sponsor and stay tuned. We'll see who is, um, we'll see what I'm going to do next. Okay, let's go Yankees.